Welcome to the Dementia Caregiver Talk Show, a podcast to help you navigate the senior care maze. Learn and laugh with us as we discuss creative solutions and ideas to common and uncommon dementia care challenges and how to make sense of the senior care industry and options even if you're not a professional. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Dementia Caregiver Talk Show. We're so excited to welcome you back and I'm here with Joanne Westbrook, our Director of Education and uh, Nursing Home Administrator and (laughs) Assisted Living Administrator and just many, many, almost 30 years of experience in the senior care field. So she's (laughs) the perfect person to talk to. And today we're going to talk about dementia versus normal aging. I think that's, that's a, you know, a hot topic. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of questions people have and and they're not quite sure. Is is that normal? Is that, or is that maybe should, is there, should there be concerned? So, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, and that comes up for me quite often and has been for many, many years. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that um, a lot of, when you're with someone all the time, you don't really recognize changes, especially subtle changes. Like with Alzheimer's, because Alzheimer's is very slow process. And so for many, many years, you're thinking maybe that person's just a little stubborn, yeah. just not reacting the way they normally do. But you just sort of, you don't think about it. No, I mean, you might think yeah. it's just part of aging. Well, right. they just, yeah. Just, yeah. You know, they're just, getting older. Maybe yeah. they're just forgetting. Yeah. I don't know what something's going on. But anyway, and so in the beginning, it's hard to tell. You know, it can be, uh, particularly the people that normally notice this is when somebody comes to visit. Oh. And all of a sudden they notice that, boy, you're kind of acting. What's going on? She's acting a little different today. And you say, that's ah, nothing. But then the reality is what you should be looking for. And this is this is where it gets a little bit uh, more interesting. Um, it's not just the memory that changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, although that can be a trigger that you might start noticing, but it has to be word finding. If you oh. start realizing that they're not capable of coming up with their normal words, and uh, it's really funny because uh, I remember all the years with Tifa when I was training with Tifa and continue to do that, but she calls that word salad. <laughs> and, you know, you just your brain can't come up with a word. So you make up a word. Right. And then when you start noticing that a little more often, you're starting to think, wow, something definitely going on there. Because the one thing you're going to find out is when the brain is affected on the left side, which is where your language is, uh, you know, speech production, comprehension, that's all over there. Mm -hmm. So when you start losing those words, the brain doesn't like to feel stupid. So it makes up a word for you. And that's when we get into trouble because we'll talk about that a little bit later, but that's another key for you to be noticing. The other thing is uh, you notice that they're having problems solving things like they can't do their checkbook anymore. All of a sudden, Um, things are more difficult for them or even, you know, normally they've been a great cook in the kitchen and now they can't follow the recipe or they don't remember the recipe, which they've done forever. Those are little clues that are, there's something else going on inside with them. And also behavior. That's a big one. Uh You notice that when somebody gets, um, 
if you say something to them and they take it the wrong way, all of a sudden they become very reactive and just kind of accusatory. Why are you talking to me like that kind of thing? And that behavior change is another indicator that something else is definitely happening. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it, it seems like, you know, I think that's when somebody notices first is when they see a behavior go something, mm-hmm. something has gone awry. Yeah. But, you know, Valerie, you and I both know, because we've been working in this for a long time, but the numbers are going up and it's tied to age. So the older you get, the higher chance you have of developing a form of dementia. And so we also know that it has part of, part of it has to do with a life experience of the things you've done. And we're going to go into detail later about Mm -hmm. that, but you know, when people ask about that, is it common? Mm -hmm. It's becoming more common. And the chances are somebody in your family, you're going to see having this issue. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty scary. You know, um, I know that there are different forms of dementia. And we're going to do an episode on that. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk yes, about that. It's going to be very, very interesting. But just to help the caregivers at home to be thinking about what is really not normal for somebody, because we know what you can normally handle. But th- these are just some symptoms I want you to think about. So if you're not thinking the same, So when you're doing, when you normally are having a conversation and somehow they just sort of drift off or go somewhere else, they're not capable of going through a normal conversation. That's another indicator. Um, And so getting started is a big problem because I don't know if you're aware of this, but people who have dementia have a difficulty uh, getting initiated on anything, getting started. Mm-hmm. They just can't seem to motivate themselves to start. Wow. But on the other side of that, once they get started, they don't know how to stop. It's almost a compulsion. So you know how you have uh, people that have OCD, yes. which by the way, becomes linked uh, with dementia also. So if they got started, you finally help them get something going, and then they're obsessed with it. They want to stay with it and want to keep doing it over and over again. Um, So those are really difficult. So it's kind of like they just can't move on. Mm -hmm. They have to. They have sort of like the next step in the sequence is missing. Yes, absolutely. So initiating something and then cutting it off. Those are the two indicators that something is definitely off a little bit. Wow, that's good to know. Yeah. Um, and also they can't, they might not recognize somebody that they have known for years and years. Somebody comes over to visit and all of a sudden they look kind of blank. Like they, they don't know their name. They don't know who they are. And that's like, wow, what's going on there? You know, cause sometimes all of us forget somebody's name. Yes. How many yeah. times has that <laughs> happened to you? I am very guilty. Yes. Of that. <laughs> I'm better at faces. Yes, me too. Um, Or uh, perhaps they don't remember where they know them from. Yeah. Let's say there's somebody that they went to church with for many years and all of a sudden they just can't remember. Gee, you know, I I, I know I know you. Where do I know you from? Mm -hmm. And then the person that's with you is going, oh, my God, what's how did that happen? That's another indicator because that's not a common thing for somebody. We mm-hmm. might forget their name, but we certainly know who they are. So somebody who has like 
let's say somebody who does not have dementia, they might forget a name, but they would remember it again. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. It comes back to you. Yeah. You know, the thing I always laugh about this, because to me, it's like your brain has so many files in it. Yes. And the older you get, (laughs) the harder it is to find that one particular file. But it's there. Yes. And then it and sometimes it'll wake you up in the middle of the night. You go, oh, my God, I know what her name is now. (laughs) It just like that. It just comes to you. But if it never comes to you, that's huge. Yeah. Or if you see somebody who. Uh, sees the keys laying on the desk, but they know their keys, but they don't know what they're for. Oh, that's uh, that's another big, you know, indicator. And the words just don't come to them. They just can't process words correctly. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing that really we have to talk about because language becomes an issue where you really have to try to communicate. And we love to talk. Yes. But what happens is when they start losing the ability to comprehend your words, Mm -hmm. we have to start becoming more visual Mm -hmm. with, you know, giving them signs rather than just making everything about what I say, because they're not going to recognize that sometimes. That makes sense. It's sort of communicating more with body language. Yes. And cues. Yes. Yeah. And the other thing is, too, they get lost in time. So in other words, they don't know, they're not processing normally what happened this morning as opposed to what happened last year. Mm -hmm. There's a real confusion there in time sequence, which is very interesting. Um, But you know what? You have a timeline, a lifeline. And what happens is it's almost like those little neurons get clipped in your brain and they get tossed around. And so time becomes, you know, you're not even remembering different things. and so. It becomes confusing for them. That's a really difficult. So for you, the person who's the caregiver, it's really hard to see that. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to live with that. Yes. You know how that the first impression when you begin to know there's something. Yeah. It's just not. And then you might think, you know, but that's it's probably nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to worry about it. And I could see how if you live with somebody every day. And the changes are so gradual that it might not be nearly as obvious as if, let's say, you know, like your daughter comes to visit. Yes. You haven't seen, let's say, her dad for months. And I think for them, it's be much more likely to pick up that something has changed. Something's here. a little off. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's difficult. But when you're with somebody all the time, that's the difference, because you sort of let those subtle things sort of pass over mm-hmm. unless it becomes a real sharp change. And that's another issue we'll talk about, too, because mm-hmm. that makes a very big difference. Right. But the other thing I want to talk to you about, and I, I don't know how many people are really familiar with this, but um, there's been a lot of research done at John Hopkins um, regarding hearing and dementia. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that? You heard about I, that? I have, yes, yeah. and it's actually astounding, but it makes it makes sense in a way. So, it does. Yeah, I like you. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so it's it's interesting because we do know that when people are isolated, yeah. it's not good for them. You know, socialization is a big key to staying active mm-hmm. and being involved. So, but when people start losing their hearing, they begin to become more isolated. 
because of the fact that they can't hear what somebody else is saying and Mm -hmm. they feel sort of left out. And then other people who are trying to communicate with a person and they can tell it's not coming through, they might stop trying. Exactly. So they just sort of isolate themselves and that Mm -hmm. becomes a, a big problem for them. So one of the researches that have come out is there are three indicators uh, about the link between these. And so I I just want to give you the statistics as to what John Hopkins is saying. But what they're saying is that it's hard to join in conversations or being social. That's something we just talked about. Mm -hmm. But they're showing a distinct uh, link between feeling lonely or isolated and dementia. Oh, wow. So hearing loss may make mental decline happen faster. That would not have been there. For instance, this is this is the, the number they're giving. They're saying that people that have a hearing loss are um, will show dementia in seven years, whereas somebody who has normal hearing might take them 11 years before wow. it shows up. So you can see that that sort of speeds it up that quite is a, a bit. Significant Isn't that scary? Yeah. yeah, that's quite a bit of time. So the other thing is that it says that your brain has to work harder to process the sound if you don't hear well. So that may take away resources that it could use for other important activities. That makes sense. That's part two. Yeah. The third part is if your ears can no longer pick up on as many sounds, your hearing nerves will send fewer signals to your brain. And as a result, the brain declines. Wow. So that's the part when you start thinking, if you're finding that you're a spouse or someone in your family is beginning to have more difficulty with their hearing, it's really important for you to consider the potential that that can not only isolate them from mm-hmm. social, mm-hmm. but it actually is going to be affecting their brain. So if your brain is beginning to have atrophy, then you're going to start losing your ability for other things that you've been working on. Wow. So getting hearing aids, you know, they basically say that makes a huge difference. That's really critical. Yeah. So it's almost like a preventative tool. Oh, it absolutely. You know, yeah. Yeah, For, absolutely. Yeah, to, to safeguard your brain in that sense. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it, it's important to have hearing tests. Mm-hmm. It's important for your loved ones to know the difference between what is normal and not normal. So that your days when you're starting to get a little panicky about things, you, you start calming down a little bit because you're going to say, you know what, this might be time for me to get a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I want to talk to you about also, because that's a very yes. important subject. Isn't yes, it? that is. And we're going to talk about that. Actually, in the next episode, we'll talk about why you want to bother to get a good and complete diagnosis. That's right. actually really, really important. And, and one question I wanted to throw out there, because... Yeah. I know there's a lot of confusion. People use the term dementia and Alzheimer's interchangeably. Uh, yes. <laughs> and, and I think it's important to, to understand the difference. It's actually not the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Time? Well, first of all, uh, the word dementia is an umbrella term. And when I say umbrella term, I mean that there are many different kinds of symptoms. There's like 80 to 90 symptoms that cause different kinds of dementia. And so they are linked underneath and Alzheimer's is the number one. So it's just one of the many dementias that's under that umbrella Mm -hmm. for the word dementia. So when somebody gives you a diagnosis and we'll talk about that, 
uh, and they say you have some form of dementia. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not very helpful. No. Because once you have, let's say, Alzheimer's, that's one kind. But you may have Lewy body or frontal temporal. So that's a program you and I are going to talk a lot about mm-hmm. because for you to be able to understand how to work with that person, you better know what you've got. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that goes back to what we'll talk in the next episode yes. about preparation, why you really want to know. A good one. Exactly. Yeah. Why you really want to have a good diagnosis and Absolutely. want to know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, just. What a difference. Yeah. 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 Because you can really struggle with this if you don't get the right doctor. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that right. too. Thank you so much, Joanne. That was really, really interesting. And I think a lot of really good information because there's just so much confusion yes. on the topic of dementia <laughs> versus true. normal aging. And the thing with the hearing aid is just astounding. I think it is so important for people to know that because even if, you know, if, if you're older and your brain is healthy, but if you can tell you hear, you're starting to have hearing loss, you really want to have that looked at. Absolutely. Not only for the fact that it's beginning to isolate mm-hmm. you and cause you to lose your socialization, which mm-hmm. is critical as human beings, but also now that we know that it can affect the brain in a way that it makes it atrophy, pulls those links away, that's critical. Mm-hmm. So we really want to check that just to make sure that's yes. that's important. That's today's lesson. All right. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing you want to take away from this. And, yes. and hopefully you've taken away a lot more. But if anything, <laughs> that is really important. So thank you so much, Joanne. Thank you. Thank I was you. loved talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, thank you to, uh, to you all for joining. And we hope to welcome you back in our Next episode, which will be episode four, where we will talk all about why you want to get a a good diagnosis. Right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.